Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, it's myself and Dan, the dynamic duo, talking the latest tech news, including changes at Twitch, the end of charms, the Moto 360, and what smartwatches really mean. We also talk about the future of delivery, chips, sans fans, and some picks. It's a great episode, and it's coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 59, recorded August 11th, 2014, on the Twitch Mystery, Broken Charms, and Chips, Sans Fans. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that's about technology and is also a podcast. Uh, I am Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the one, the only, the Chester A. Arthur of podcasting. That would, of course, be Dan Miller. Dan, what's up? Oh man, so many things. So All many the things. things. Yes, I I heard your life is going really well and everything is working perfectly. <laughs> yeah, everything works in the future. Allow, allow me to to step you through my life Please since do. we last spoke. So two weekends ago, I I decided, you know what? I'm going to switch to T-Mobile. But because I was on Verizon, I need to get a new phone, so I had to get a new th- phone through uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile does... Al- I did it all online, because I was like, why not? What could go wrong? And it even had a number where you put in your Verizon, or uh, a form, where you put in your Verizon account number and PIN and telephone number, and they'll transfer your telephone number for you. And there's all this verbiage about... Something about we want to make sure that you don't transfer the number before you get your phone, blah, blah, blah. So I just skipped past all that because clearly they were thinking about it. Um, and I thought I had selected the two-day express shipping option. Maybe they thought so too, but I didn't get it in two days. And I looked back on the receipt and I actually had the four-day regular shipping option. Despite that, my phone promptly ceased to work <laughs> at midnight Tuesday. So, Tuesday... Phone stops working. That's all right. You know, fine. I'll get a new phone on Thursday. No big deal. Tuesday, like 11 a.m., I'm sitting at a table at work, and someone uh, spills water upstream of it, and it kind of like, kind of rapidly, but goes down the table because it was at a slant. Not, didn't spill it on the laptop. Didn't like, it never seemed like it was submerged. And the, the MacBook has his little feet on the bottom, so I, I thought I was fine, so I kept using it. Then half of the screen turned off, oh. uh, and then I realized that it actually didn't charge anymore. So then I got a new laptop, thankfully, that was the same model as my other laptop, except, as it turns out, it wasn't. So weird stuff just doesn't work anymore. It's like a, a one-year-older model. Uh, around the same time, I actually also broke my Linux server at work, so it just is just totally foobarred. Nothing works. Uh, the next day, that night, I lost my credit card. I left it at a bar. Simultaneously, Simple was down for maintenance, so my debit card didn't work either. This was the point in my life where I mentioned to you, it was like I was living in the 60s. I had to carry cash. I couldn't really get any more cash. Uh... I had no, and I had no cell phone, so for all intents and purposes, for my life, it was pretty different. Uh, Friday, Thursday, I get my new phone, iPhone 5S, pretty awesome, Whoa. much better than a 4S, did you I get know, in, I know. Did you get in the champagne? I did not, I got it in the boring old silver. Uh, mm. I'm not cool enough for champagne. <laughs> You don't want to be like Kim Kardashian? Your loss. No, no, I mean, I know that I look like I want to be like Kim Kardashian, and I am trying, <laughs> but no. So, Thursday, everything's great. I got my credit card back. They kept it at the bar, thankfully. Uh, Simple came back online. Everything's peachy. Saturday morning, I'm, uh, I'm playing some good old Call of Duty with our friend Colby Rabbit, a friend of the show. You might have have seen him before. Uh, On on the PlayStation 4. And it just goes... Everything turns off. Loud pop. It's like, wow. First thought was that something happened on the surge strip 
and took out the entire TV everything. Right. Which would have been terrible. Less terribly, it's just the PS4 just died. Just <gasps> doesn't even turn on. No oh power. Oh my god. Nothing at all. That wouldn't be so bad. That wouldn't be so bad. If I weren't leaving for Scotland on Wednesday, I won't be back for three weeks. So I'm not even going to get the box to send it in until September because that's the next time I'll be back. But I get back the day Destiny's released. And you're not but even going to have But then when I send machine. it in, I have to wait 10 to 15 business days to get it back. Oh, Dan. I know. Is that it or is there more? That's it. That's, oh my. I, there's nothing left. My home laptop, thankfully, still works. Oh, well, now that you said uh, that. My printer still works. I tested <laughs> that out tonight. What else? I mean, my internet's still up. Last time I left on a trip, my internet went out the night before, which is terrible timing because you want to download your movie for the plane. and So, knock on wood. Wow, damn. That was my week. How was your week, Sean? Oh, well, you know, I, I didn't have the uh, the same thrill and excitement uh, you did. <laughs> All my technology worked, but, you know, one week you're down and the next week I'm down, so I'm not going to read <laughs> too much into it. You know how that goes. Yep. Although, speaking of uh, credit cards, I just remembered, you know, you do remember Coin, the Coin, mm-hmm. the startup with the card that you put all your cards I, on? I was just telling someone about that yesterday. Do you remember I ordered one? I did not remember that you ordered one. I talked about it on the show. I actually well, put money down. Shit. And I'm waiting. And I, I totally forgot about it. Maybe that's their scheme this whole time, to just have everyone forget. Yeah, I looked uh, I looked yesterday, and they haven't started shipping yet. No, so. they, they said they're going to... I get update emails every so often, but it's been a little bit. And they said they soon they were going to announce something. So, damn. I can't wait for that. Well, Dan, I'm sorry that things didn't work out but you know what you're here now let's see if we can turn that frown upside down yay with a little technology news uh we thank all of you out there for joining us live or on the recorded version our website don'tpanic.io uh is where you can get the latest from us and uh we do this every monday night 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific and our website there you get links to facebook to uh, rss to stitcher itunes the whole nine yards subscribe um and do all that. And if you're watching the show live, uh, you can tweet along with the show. Hashtag Don't Panic Show. We'll take your feedback live on air. Uh, I apologize. My As soon as Dan starts talking about his stuff not working, my internet all of a sudden starts yo-yoing with bandwidth. So we're, we're <laughs> HD and then we're dropped frames, no D. So uh, I apologize for the live viewers. But, Zero Ds. Uh, <laughs> indeed. So, uh, <laughs> Dan, any particular story you want to start with today? Oh, man. What was it? What was it? Uh, The Twitch changes are interesting to me. Well, let's talk about that then. So, Twitch, many of you may know as the video game streaming video service where you can stream your games out over the internet um, for people to sit and watch. Uh, They're so popular, YouTube uh, is expected to pay a billion dollars for them. Uh, neither company has confirmed this, by the Wait way. Wait a second. Yes. I thought Google already bought them. No. What? Nope. It's neither company has confirmed still to this date. Which is shockingly suspicious. Wait. That was that was a long time ago that, that uh, we talked about it on the show. It was back in May. May 19th, 2014. Yep. Technically, neither company has confirmed it. Twitch is still independent. It is not owned wow. by Google. Which is suspicious. Very Indeed. suspicious, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So, uh, Twitch this week went through a series of interesting changes uh, that upset quite a number of their um, users. Uh, those would be that there's a copyright-centric feature which will mute the audio on any video on demand, not live, but recorded stuff, uh, mute the audio on those streams if Twitch matches it up with content it recognizes as copyright infringing. This isn't super surprising. The problem is, is that in video games, it's a little bit different. Um, one example is that some in-game music is actually copyrighted by the makers of the game, but ends up in that database. So a game can be muted 
for music that they're well within the rights to use because they created it. Um, and a few instances of that has come up. Uh, Twitch, after the original announcement, have said they're going to put in, you know, uh, easy buttons to quickly kind of counteract the DMCA aspect of that. Um, and it only uses 30-minute uh, chunks of time for scanning. Um, and it mutes the whole thing in 30-minute chunks. And that's upset a few people, unsurprisingly. Um, the second major change is that they're doing away with their save forever option. Uh, when you saved a video, uh, you know, archived a video, it would be saved forever. Twitch has said, nah, on second thought, we're not going to do that. Um, it's, uh, they will now be saved for 14 days, um, and all past broadcasts will be wiped from its servers at the end of the month. Um, they don't keep any videos? Then? Well, they used to. But they're not anymore. After 14 days, they will not. Uh, the head of Twitch said that 84% of video views for past broadcasts happened within the first 14 days. Uh, and they can mm. still save highlights of broadcasts indefinitely, so very short-form stuff. But no longer can you save your five-hour playthrough um, any more uh, than 14 days. That's surprising. But this, yeah, the copyright thing does sound a lot like how YouTube works. Almost exactly how YouTube works. Right. So I'm going to float this by you, okay? This was a theory, and I, I wish it was on Google+, and I, there's no way I'm going to find it in time. But someone very smart posited this theory that all of this could be happening because the Twitch-YouTube deal fell through. And here's the theory. Why would Twitch be rushing to do all of these things that YouTube already does all all you know now if they were being acquired by youtube why would they worry about long-term storage youtube lets you store as much video as you want because they don't care so why would they sure. be rushing to do that and the same goes with copyright youtube already has a pretty good copyright system that's nowhere near as aggressive as what twitch is doing so why would they rush to put their own copyright system on that some would argue was half-baked um Instead of just going when they were acquired by YouTube using YouTube system. The argument that this person posited was that the deal fell through. And now Twitch, as a startup running out of money, has to cut their storage costs and protect themselves against lawsuits much mm -hmm. larger than they uh, had to before. Now, I don't, I don't know so, how true that is, but it's so an interesting theory. You don't think that they're going to get acquired by Google then? Mm -hmm. You think it's off? I just think it's really suspicious. It was rumored to be completed in may and there has still been no announcement from either company and the fact that twitch is making such major moves if they were in the process of being acquired i don't understand why they would be doing these you know yeah i feel like because well, these are major changes to their core functionality you know this isn't like some new feature they've just added i mean this is these are big changes to the company and you think they wouldn't be doing that if they were in the process of being acquired what about, we had the same problem with Beats and Apple, though. Those months, and we were like, oh, this is totally a hoax, and it's not going to happen. And then it did. Could it just be a long negotiation? Um, I, I, I think it absolutely could be. Uh, I think, I because to me, this looks like they're getting ready to be acquired. Like, Google was like, well, you know, this deal would be great, but we got to make sure you don't have copyright material on your site. Uh, we don't want you to compete with our YouTube thing, so maybe build in YouTube support, just upload it right to YouTube from their servers. That would be pretty cool. Well, they've uh, Twitch users ha can already do that. They've been able to do that for... Uh, oh, cool. I believe it's um, paid users can, but um, they, they can export to YouTube. Mm -hmm. I just... I think you're right. I think it, it it's kind of like either side of the coin. You can look at it as good or bad. The only thing that is suspicious to me is that I think, I feel like if Google were really acquiring them, they wouldn't want them to put their own copyright system in place. They would want to use Google's own. You know, why go through all the effort of creating some custom copyright solution when they, it, I have no idea if this is possible, but between YouTube Live and YouTube and how hard can it be to plug into their already existing database? That's my only theory. Because these are the kind of things Twitch would have to do to either stay alive as an independent company or get acquired by somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I think, I think you are right. I think it could very easily just be them, Google, saying, do these couple things and, and we'll acquire you, and it's just taking long to hammer out the details. But it certainly upset users.
Yeah. Uh, yeah, then it looks exactly like how YouTube works, where even, even I was reading this article, even Twitch's own first-party streams now have 30-second uh, blocks out of them. Uh, the Dota officially licensed music on the Dota official stream causes the Dota stream to be muted. That that sounds a lot like the stupid crap that YouTube does. Right, exactly. I, we all know how copyright can be kind of a pain in the ass, and systems aren't really built properly to handle that. So, um, do you remember uh, Twitch plays Pokemon? We talked about I I do the December time frame. I do. Guess what they have playing Pokemon now. I I couldn't even begin to guess because I know the answer. So what could it be? <laughs> fish. fish. Fish plays Pokemon. Fish plays Pokemon. I'm going to see if if it's still going on. Oh, it's still going on. I'm looking at it right now. They're stuck in a corner right now, though. It's pretty dramatic. So basically, this this person has a fish tank set up with a camera in front of it. And they wrote software to detect where the fish is in the fish tank. And it kind of just looks like a tic-tac-toe board. It has six, oh, sorry, nine squares. And depending on which square the fish is mostly in determines which button gets pressed. It actually looks like he changed it so that the squares, the buttons that's pressed in each, the, the button assigned to each square changes over time, it looks like. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> look at this, I'm watching it. Uh, and it's up on the screen for anyone watching the video. Um, oh, look at that. Oh, man, that's so... Oh, now I'm getting an ad. <laughs> Damier St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, yeah, 3,000 people are currently watching it. Over 3 million total views. Um, <laughs> just goes to show people will watch anything. We're watching it. Uh, like, I really want that fish to go up right now so that the guy can move back onto the path. It's such a gimmick. It's it's awesome, and you know me, I'm I'm a big fan of the gimmick. So, <laughs> um, come on, there we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so as much fun as that is, uh, it'll be curious to see where Twitch goes next, um, and if they actually do get acquired by YouTube or not. Uh, frequently asked questions: Is the fish dead? No, the fish is not dead. He just sleeps sometimes. <laughs> Oh man, how sad would that be? Whew. Disappointing. Uh all right, let's move on to another story. Um Dan, you were unfamiliar with charms. I have no idea what a charm is. You have no Well, no. I know that I'm charming, but Oh, stop you. Uh, oh my gosh, the he moved, he moved. He moved down the path. Okay, sorry. Keep going. We've officially lost Dan. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Charms, uh, Charms were the addition in Windows 8 where you, uh, on a touch screen, swipe in from the right-hand side, and a little bar pops up with a series of icons. Search, share, start, devices, settings. And they were designed okay. to be... If you were on a touch screen, rather than have a series of buttons, uh, I'm trying to think, kind of like the um, on iOS when you swipe up from the bottom. Oh, this is the way you used to have to restart a Windows 8 touch device. Exactly, exactly. Then uh, this was how you got yeah, to your yeah. settings and things like that. Yep, yeah. the charms bar. Um, on a touch screen, it kind of made sense. And on a keyboard and mouse machine, it's really irritating because whenever you kind of put your mouse over there, it pops up. Um, Windows 8.1 helped. It kind of reduced the amount of uh, contact you needed, or it increased the amount of contact so it wouldn't always pop up, but um, it basically wasn't used. Yeah, because it was impossible to use. Well, that, and you know, another thing a lot of people don't realize about Charms is that it's, I don't know if it's an API or whatever it is, but it's open, and the idea is like the share, for example, you would build a Windows app that would plug into the share menu. So if you were on a web page and you would tap share, and then you would tap, you know, Pinterest, it would share from within Windows instead of you having to copy and paste or do something like that. That was the idea. Mm -hmm. Same with uh, devices and search. Um, but no one really did that. So uh, rumors are going around that. Uh, and it's not really a rumor, it's, you know, some screenshots have leaked, but in Windows 9, the upcoming version of Windows, Apple, uh, Apple, Microsoft is going to remove its charms bar. Um, 
this is the in current builds of Windows Threshold, which is the uh, code name for Windows 9, or I guess, yeah. Um, instead, Metro-style Windows 8 apps will get title bars that include some menus with the Charms components. So instead, it will be baked into the app, sort of like your traditional file edit uh, type menu you, you may be used to in Windows. Um, the, so, yeah. what is replacing it? Will it um, just be the start menu? Yes. No, yes? Yeah, start menu's coming back. How do you get the start menu? I know it's coming back, but I thought on touch you still wouldn't use it because it'd all be Metro at that point. Right, so instead of... It's going to be like permanent... Let me see if I can get a picture of the... A screen grab of the release, but... Um, it's going to be on the top of each app... So, like, a, like in your where it's like file, edit, view, you know, in your traditional Windows app where you kind of have the drop-down menus. Do you know what I'm referencing? Uh, drop-down menus? Yes. Yeah. That is going to, they're going to bring those into full-screen apps. Okay. They will get, quote... Existing modern Windows 8 apps will get title bars that include menus that have Charms components listed. Oh, so that actually sounds a lot like OS X at that point. Yes. Right? So there'd be like a system menu drop-down on the top. Except it's no built into... App... Well, yeah, it's built into all the apps, so... Right, no um... matter what app you have open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. I think part of the problem with Charms is that if you were never properly trained on Windows 8, you may have never found them. Yeah, they were Which, not discoverable. No, they really weren't. Yeah. And then when they did come up, people got really confused. Um, I know from the, the people who I saw first try to use Windows 8, uh, especially with a keyboard and mouse, they'd be, why does this thing keep popping up? Um, it, it was an absolute disaster. So I'm not surprised they're getting rid of it. It's kind of a shame, too, because I think the concept is strong, um, this idea of having kind of a central menu that you can access from anywhere in the OS that gives you, you know, instant access to start, which will flip you between the desktop and Metro and um, and other features, including settings. That makes sense to me. But outside of that, I don't know. It's a little, little bit of a bummer. I, I like yeah. Charms. I was all about the Charms. Charms looked so good. Really? Such promise. You, uh, okay. <laughs> no, honestly. I, I agree that the functionality is necessary, but the implementation was oh not good. Not going to disagree with you there. It, it was just like all of Windows 8, a promise unfulfilled. I was thinking about this the other day. Ready for some, uh, some tech uh, nostalgia? Hit me with it. Remember in Windows Vista, they... When you installed Windows Vista by default, you got, like, this weird sidebar, uh like OS 10 dashboard widget-esque thing with a calendar and a stupid analog clock. Yeah, it's one widgets. of my biggest... They were just called widgets? Yep. Aside, analog clocks on computers are one of my biggest pet peeves because it's just <laughs> stupid. But whatever, those weren't in Windows 7, right? Um, that's a good... I know they weren't on by default. They may have been in there. Hmm, okay. Or at least I was, they were... I was just wondering what happened to those. Yeah, they're not in Windows 8, but um I I want to say they were in Windows 7, but they were hidden and they didn't they didn't have as much, but I knew it was funny because you could either A tell who did not care enough about their computer, or didn't know well enough to turn them off because they were huge <laughs> resource hogs. But the yeah. other thing was like there were some people who were super hardcore about widgets. Oh, interesting. Like I knew a couple people who were like had them awesome customized all these different notifications and ping things i mean it's not a, again not a terrible concept one glance right. way to look at important things on your computer poor implementation but you're right i forgot about widgets now do you think android most android users use widgets um no okay i don't think so because i i still and i would bet most android users still have the default widgets that's that's what I was gonna say. Most of the Android users I see, they just they have widgets, but they're just the ones that came on it, and they don't think they could even remove them, or they don't think to. But that's the problem with widgets, and it's gotten better in the last release or two, where you can kind of just hold and drag to get rid of a widget. 
but widgets are yeah. really like difficult to figure out how to get onto your desktop and how to like when you start resizing them into you know adding squares making it bigger or smaller it it's awful it's painful to do so i'm not yep. surprised it's a cool concept but i don't know i i don't miss them and they OS 10 is getting rid of uh the dashboard next yeah in Yosemite too so but they're kind of bringing in widgets they yeah in the notification thing you're right Widgets are back! In the same way as iOS. The, everything's a cycle. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> win, win, windows are gone, and then Windows are back. What are you going to do? Start menu's gone, start menu's, menu's back. back. Hey, I never gave up my start menu, man. I got the third-party app. I kept my start menu. <laughs> That's right, you picked eight. it on the show, too. I, uh, start 8, which is excellent, and I still highly recommend it because I would I use it constantly. Um, but I'm just an old fogey like that. So speaking speaking of widgets, this Moto 360 thing. Yeah, let's talk about smart it. smart. Well, okay, let's talk about let's do the Moto 360 thing. First. All right, but then we'll talk about smartwatches. So this week, uh, it came out online. Some uh, I don't really think they, it's a first look. I don't really think it's leaked, but uh, shots of the uh, Moto 360 smartwatch in its kind of charging cradle. One of the complaints with the uh, LG G Watch and the Samsung Gear watches is that both require you to plug them in. Uh, but the Moto 360, unlike the other two, will have built-in uh, wireless inductive charging uh, using the QI wireless charging standard. And if you can see pictures, I recommend going online. It's this kind of cool little holder dock looking thing you just set your watch on. Um, and it looks really slick. Uh, 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 according to the site, the battery for the watch lasts lasts over two days and will include IP67 certification, meaning it's dust and water resistant. And we'll also have an optical heart rate sensor and pedometer functions. It's expected to release late this summer. So yeah, it's very soon. late at this point. Well, uh, Google's doing an event this fall at some point. I don't. I think that they want to announce it before then. But if it gets pushed, because the because uh, L. Uh, Android L is officially being launched, right? In the fall? Android L. Uh, I don't know. We need, <laughs> we need our, our soon-to-be iOS Android user back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy who gave it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> L is being... Uh, it was just teased at... Uh, oh, right. I, well, that's how, that's how it usually goes. Apple right. and Android, I guess, are on the same release cycle at they this are point. Now. Yeah, we'll probably see new Nexus phones, and then we'll see the 360 as well. So, uh, Dan, what do you have to say about uh, smartwatches? You sounded like you were getting psyched up to say something. No, I just don't. I don't get it. I know I've said this before. Do you get Do you want a smartwatch? Like, I would try one. Dan, let, let me... Maybe this will help. I will be sitting there during the Apple announcement with my credit card in my hand, <laughs> assuming they'll let me pre-order one. Control Ring Apple.com slash yes. store repeatedly. I am that is my next big gadget purchase is the smartwatch. I am all about the smartwatch. Why are you excited about it? I'm excited. I am a big notifications nerd. And I've talked about this on the show before, but I am like obsessed with notifications and I want to be constantly notified of everything all the time, which may seem like, why would you ever want that? But I guess I'm weird that way. And the watch is the natural extension of that. Mm -hmm. And assuming the watch is done right and properly, this idea to kind of one, one glance look, um, I never feel when my phone vibrates in my pocket, but if it did it on my wrist, I feel like I'd notice this sort of yeah okay yeah I, I again i have a feeling like most gadgets i purchase i'll be disappointed in two months but i just think this idea of <laughs> i'm sick of the phone the phone is too much the phone is too big i use a very small part of my phone 90 percent of the time and that's to look at the screen at the title of an email i want to just one swipe get rid of see now i have stripped down my notifications so i only get them when i would actually probably want to look at it like, how many times do I get a text that I don't want to read the entirety of or respond to? Almost never. Uh, 
I guess four square check-ins I have on, but I don't really want to look at them. Maybe like New York Times stories, I don't look at most of those. Well, what, what am I wondering about? I don't close out any of my notifications either because Apple needs to add a dismiss all. Oh, button. God, those things suck. Clicking the little tiny X. Ugh. I hate that. Um, but it's, see, Dan, then I could see it working for you as you could then change it so you leave your phone in your bag and it automatically gets all your notifications so you can go back and look later. Your watch is the one that gets the few critical ones. Yeah, but on, on my phone. That's only useful if I'm spending all this time away from my desk. With the Unity, what do they call it? Uh, what do they oh, call God. the thing? It's not Continuum. It's uh, continuous... Continuity. Some... Continuity. There you go. Continuity. With Nailed continuity, it. my notifications get synced to my screen. So, and that's awesome. I guess yeah, if be I nice. was like spending lots of time at meetings or running around all day, I, I, could, I see where you're coming from. And there I, I are just, some other ones that, like, when I, I get notifications if the subway is delayed, I, it says delays on the A today at 6.30. That's, I'm not going to open that up. It tells me all I need. So, but, but that's the other thing, too, is a smartwatch really has to be smart, right? If it's just – that's the problem with the Pebble, right, is on iOS mm-hmm. it just pushes every single notification to your watch. I think yeah. – and that's why I'm optimistic about iOS 8 mixing with the Apple smartwatch because I think – it's going to give the opportunity to really give smart controls over it knows Dan you've walked into a train station it will push the train alert to your watch like I I know it's a lofty promise but I think if executed it's kind of like how phones became extensions of our computers so if we want to get something big done we go to our computer but there's a lot we can do on our phone I see the watch Mm -hmm. as the extension of the phone right you're narrowing it down into something smaller more convenient Sure, it doesn't do everything your phone does, but right. it does all the kind of critical, important stuff. And I think right now you're buying into a promise because the the app ecosystem isn't there. The technology is first round technology. I mean, it's it's a total crapshoot at this point, but uh, I see the vision. All right, I will also watch the Apple event. Well, of. Everyone and their mother watches that. Yeah, I'll keep keep my my wallet in my back pocket, though. Well, I'm definitely up for a phone upgrade, so I'm definitely getting the new iPhone. That's that's a guarantee. That's got. That's why I went T-Mobile Jump plan. Don't even need to worry about it when the new phone comes out. Yeah, how's the? uh, Well, you haven't had it for long, but how's the the service been with T-Mobile? Have you so far been satisfied? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not as good as Verizon. Like I can tell that, but. I, like most of the time I'm here or at work where there's Wi-Fi and there's service in both places as it now, turns out. But T-Mobile pushes calls through Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, I read something about that. I haven't played around with it at all. I'd be curious to see how how well that works and what the, how what the deal is with that. How do you do that? Do you know? Oh, wait. Uh, isn't that a new iOS thing feature? It's not in the current version of iOS. Um... I think that's probably Well, it. the the thing is, is they've supported it for, like, a long time. It's just certain phones support it. Um, let's see. Learn mm. about Wi-Fi calling. Phone. <laughs> Wi-Fi calling allows you to so make good. and receive calls. Uh, Wi-Fi calling is easy. You just have to activate it on your phone and connect to Wi-Fi. Okay. Wi-Fi calling iOS. I, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think you need the iOS 8 to do it on, okay. on, on an iPhone. Interesting. All right. Well, that'll be coming soon. 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 October. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's in our rundown. I don't think there's much to really talk about, but uh, iOS uh, Apple, September 9th is the uh, rumored launch date as put out by uh, the Recode. Oh, blog and that's when destiny is coming out too it's gonna be a crazy day yeah hopefully i'll have my uh my ps4 at that point (laughs) yeah hopefully uh if not though i can comfort myself by watching some apple keynote it's it's gonna be exciting i should probably just tell my boss now that i'm unavailable for the day yeah you gotta work from home you gotta you gotta yeah it's always what one o'clock eastern i guess it varies by year 
noon. I think it's almost Eastern. always yeah one o'clock because it's usually right during my lunch lunch time. Yep. So I'll have to maybe I'll watch it on the treadmill or something. Uh, do you have any <laughs> Do you have any uh, thoughts or comments on on the announcement, or should we maybe wait to to do a preview? Yeah, I don't have any. I haven't thought about it a lot. I think I think they're probably going to make a bigger one. I don't think they're going to make a gigantic one like everyone seems to think they will. Uh, yeah, so you're not you're not seeing the five point five inch phone. No, no. I. That's what the iPad Mini is for. I mean, I don't think they're all there. I, I. I don't like big phones. So, and apparently, well, I'm in the small minority of people. That's, you know. It's, Say what you will for Samsung, but they made a lot of money selling notes. So, I think the the, I guess yeah. I don't I, put it this way. I would put down money that if Apple's gonna go through the effort of making a big ass phone, they're gonna trust enough people are gonna buy it. <laughs> can we just can we abbreviate that to BAP? BAP, big ass phone. They're gonna, they're gonna make a BAP. Big ass phone. Got the Samsung BAP and. You know. I'm just holding my iPad Mini up to my head and seeing what that would be like, and it's it's lovely. I mean, it's bigger than my head. It's great. <laughs> like the clarity. You have to like. I know that's the old joke where you put your ear up and then you have to move it to talk into it because it's so big. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but I guess someone will buy it. I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Oh, um, are you are you excited about? I heard some people this weekend talking about the uh, a possible new Moto X. And Moto X has always been the Android phone that always seemed the most interesting to me. I was, when the original came out, I was all about it. Like, if I had been up for a phone upgrade at that time, I might have gotten one. I was really excited because the promise was great. The thing is... Always listening and the crazy customization options. Yeah, and the raw, the at least more raw Android experience. The hardware was great. I think... As time has gone on, I've A, lost trust in Motorola as a company. You know, considering it's taken... Why has it taken them... It's been, like, what, a year? Why has it taken them over a year to update this phone? Um, well, I think they're taking an Apple approach to it. Weren't, weren't they always... Like, they they only made one phone. That was the well, other thing. They used they to make, make a bunch one, of different phones. Yeah, but I think in Android, can you really afford to to rest on one phone for a year when your competitors are coming out with two or three phones a year? Maybe not, no, but not. they wanted to try. Yeah, and hey, you know what? Props for them, and it was a great phone. But Motorola is so all over the place, and I've said before, I just don't think I could get an Android phone. I, I really... I, I think it's cool. I think the material design is going to be great. I just... I need... As much as I like to try new things, I, I can't try something so crazy, and I... Like iOS, I know iOS. I'm, I'm going to stick with what I know on this one. So that that's really the issue. Mm-hmm. Put put it this way: you'd be you'd see me buy a Mac computer before you'd see me buy an Android phone. Oh, which says a lot. Uh, so I don't know. Is and now is that just because you're into the Windows ecosystem, or do you have a more fundamental? Uh, dis uh, not disagree disagreement, I guess, with how Macs work. Um, over the years, every time I've used a Mac, I found it frustrating, and I think it's just because I'm so used to Windows. Mm-hmm. I also thought, for such a designer's computer, quote unquote, it wasn't particularly well designed, and that's why I'm excited about Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually think it does look really great. Oh yeah, totally. Um. And also, you know, another thing I've noticed is more and more really great software is being written for Mac and not for Windows. And I think that's going to only get worse over time. And I think that's a big selling point for Mac mm-hmm. with the App Store. And, you know, you guys talk about all these cool, oh, I got this program and I got that program. And I'm like, I have, you know, decades old shareware on Windows. Sea <laughs> uh, cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so... I think that's really the issue for me at this point. And then, of course, then you throw in the continuity stuff, right? What a friggin' selling point that is. Yeah. You know, if you... Yep. I have an iPad, I have an iPhone, I'm going to get an iWatch. Why not? You know, that that just makes sense. Yeah, even if you had a Windows phone, the Windows phone doesn't integrate 
directly with Windows at all. It just it over barely, like live services. It's barely you can't even. I'm trying to think. I don't even know how you sync your music. At least Apple has iTunes at minimum. You know, well, I, I don't. Do, is Xbox Music an actual thing? Um. Yeah, it is. I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> you can do that. I really don't know. That's a problem. Poor Windows. Yeah. I I feel for them and Windows Phone. I really do. I want. I loved my Zune. We've talked about this. I loved mm-hmm. the Zune HD. If it wasn't so late, was a great product, and I yeah. stand by that. You remember that was the first to have Wi-Fi in it. I didn't know that, but oh, the Wi-Fi I didn't, didn't do anything. Well, the Wi-Fi didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. Uh, I think. If I remember correctly, you could download, like, games, but they had, like, five games, and it was, like, solitaire, and it was weak. It was really weak, the Wi-Fi. But it was cool. It was ahead of its time. HD was one of the first HD screens on a device that size. Yep, yep. I'm I'm looking at that now. Yeah, it was Uh, was really good. Ran a good old Windows CE (laughs) 6.0. Windows CE. No more, Dan. One Windows everywhere. <laughs> Remember that. Oh my yeah, gosh. have Wi-Fi. And HDMI. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm like. It was really ahead of its time. That's the thing with Microsoft is they make... The Surface is not a bad machine. Oh no. It was just too late. Windows Phone yeah. is a good operating system. It's just too late. Yeah. What a shame. Apparently, the Wi-Fi was used to uh, sync across the Zune Marketplace, the oh. sync, the Zune Marketplace, and web browsing. So, it, oh, that's right, it did have a browser. I'm sure some what Internet Explorer six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that thing was man. I was all about. I miss my Zune. And you know when I had the Zune, I had it year. I bought it on eBay. I had it years after it was cool. I think I had a sophomore year in college. Oh wow. Yeah. Because it was really cheap on eBay, and I'm like, oh, I want to try a Zune. Turns out nobody wants them. The web browser uh, has pinch and stretch for zooming and page reorientation built in due to the accelerometer. The Zune yeah. HD web browser scores 5 out of 100 on the ACID 3 test. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the back in the browser war is like how standards compliant is their web browser. Oh, I'm sure it was awful. Uh, I, I yeah. never used it. Never? Um, no, I wonder what I did with my Zune. I gotta see if I can. It's probably in storage somewhere. I should pull it out. Um, all right. Yeah, well, we're we got enough time maybe to do one quick story, or we can move on to picks. Let's do one more quick story. Hmm. 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 Uh, I don't. I don't know what Chip Sands fan is, but I thought this was about potato chips. Okay. Well, we don't normally uh, also, talk I can't about... read the story, so you'll have to tell me what it's about. <laughs> oh, I I read it at work today. I don't know <laughs> why it's locking me out. I can uh, tell you the I headline. Can... <laughs> Intel details 14 nanometer chip aimed at tablets. Well, doesn't that say it all? Uh, no, we don't normally talk about computer chips on the show, but... Uh, everyone's oh. been waiting, because you may, you may remember uh, Apple announced Haswell a while back. My laptop is running Haswell. It's very nice. But yep. everyone was wondering, what is next? Well, it's called uh, Broadwell, um, codename Core-M. And it is a chip that uses a 14 nanometer chip rather than a 22 nanometer chip, which makes it smaller, which means they can put... Well, the chip can... is the same... The, they put more right, stuff right, on so the same that, chip. What that means is that you can fit more transistors. Yes, yes, on exactly. the same size, and that has to do with Moore's Moore's law. Yes, correct. Yeah, and what that means is you get a more efficient power usage, and thus makes it less power consuming, and reduces heat. Which then in turn means you could use it in mobile devices because you don't need a fan and it lasts a lot longer. That's why everyone's been waiting for Broadwell is because everyone's been saying, when is Intel really going to make a push into tablets and phones? Well, this is going to be their first way to kind of do that. Um, That's why Chips Sans fans, uh, (laughs) no fans required. The interesting thing was... we've had no fans required chips for a long time. uh, True. True. 
But Apple TV, in, Roku's. Well, and I will tell you, my Roku gets very hot and occasionally crashes. So I'm um, okay. happy to. <laughs> I, I would be happy to have a Broadwell chip in my Roku. <laughs> yeah, that, um, was, that would be pretty extreme. That <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, so this is interesting. It was originally supposed to be released uh, this year, got delayed, pushed to next year, uh, and everyone's really waiting to see when this comes out. But Intel talked a little bit about it today. Um, it kind of detailed the the cool new production process that allows this to happen. So mm-hmm. look forward to Broadwell coming soon to a device near you. Okay. Um, I think that wraps up time for us. All right. I'm bummed we didn't get to talk about delivery. I wanted to tell you. Did you see this thing? Um... Oh, no, no. We have time. We have time. Mine's not. My pick's not going to take more than it. And there's, no, and there's no Colby pick, so let's talk about delivery. There's a couple delivery stories this week. First of all, uh, Google. Uh, you may know Google's had their Shopping Express service in uh, Manhattan, Los Angeles, and the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, but now they've partnered with none other than Barnes & Noble to deliver books ah. in the same day. Yeah, isn't that interesting? The technology entrepreneur. <laughs> Cutting edge, Barnes & Noble. Uh, it is a... What's also interesting is that Barnes & Noble already offers its own same-day delivery service in Manhattan only, which oh, is free for what? customers who pay for the membership program. But There's a Barnes & Noble membership it. program? Yes, their members club. It's $25 a year, and you get discounts on books and something else with it. I've never... You have to buy a lot to really get the value back. Huh. Um... Google Shopping Express already has deals with Target, Costco, Staples, and other partners. We've talked about it on the show before. Um, yep. And it's slowly expanding as well. So you can now get books same day along with a number of other things. Uh, and I will also mention in a slightly different story is that Amazon announced they are expanding their same day delivery service to uh cities including seattle no i think they're already in seattle i don't have the list in front of me of where they expanded to but they're in a series of new cities um offering one day delivery for things they have in the warehouse in town uh it costs 5.99 for prime members uh for your entire order and it's 9.98 and up (sighs) for non-prime members it is what is it amazon expanded uh delivery to a much wider portion of New York City. Yep. In addition to Phoenix, San Francisco, Seattle, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Baltimore, oh, Dallas, and Indianapolis. Are you going to give it a shot? Code, my zip code's in the Amazon one now. It was <gasps> hey. always in the Google one, but now it's now it's in the Amazon one. Well, there you go. And you're a Prime member, oh, so man. Five, $5.99 covers all, all items right. in a single order. Well, I'm leaving for Scotland on Wednesday, so if I have to order something... There you go. Same day. Yeah. Totally. Uh, if you're a non-prime member, it's nine ninety-eight for the first item and ninety-nine cents for each additional item. Um, and orders must be placed by noon to be eligible. And they do Amazon does same-day deliveries seven days a week, including Sunday. So crazy. Uh, Sunday. Over over a million items are eligible. But what I did want to mention is, did you read this? I don't have the story in the rundown, but this thing Amazon is doing where they're slowing down shipping. So no. There's now a shipping option, and this happened to me today because I ordered some pens through Amazon. Um, and there's, you know, your discounted one day, free two day, free standard, and then there's, I forget what they call it, um, but it's slower shipping. So instead of standard is five to seven business days, this is eight to ten business days. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to wait, they give you a dollar credit on Amazon Instant mm-hmm. Video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. I've always thought about doing this. Uh, we've joked around at Etsy a couple of times about having the opposite of Amazon Prime, where we ship it as slowly as we possibly can, yep. in the most, uh, you know, economic, environmentally safe way. Whether it's by ship or by like carrier courier service, like hitchhiking it across the country, uh, just because it's kind of cool. Uh, and I bet a lot of people do this for the same reason, like, oh, you know, it's probably in a, on a bigger truck or, like, in a, a ship or whatever it is, I can save the environment and I get a dollar on Amazon well, Instant Video or is it MP3? Instant Video. 
Oh, that's awesome. I use Amazon. I pay for stuff on Amazon Instant Video all the time. I think it's great. Yeah, they call it no rush delivery. Uh, no, and it's, no rush. No rush. No rush. Eight, eight to ten days. I think it's great just to give Prime users the option um, because yeah. you don't always, you know, if I wanted two days, give me that. But if I don't, you know, and, yeah. and think of the, I can only imagine how much that saves Amazon. Right. Um, it's It's got to be a fortune. So uh, I think that's a really cool thing. I use that for the first time today. So I'll get my pen in eight to ten business days. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on to picks now that we've talked through I all the news. Yes. I guess. Um, I'm going to go first. This is kind of a cool thing. So this just came up on my radar this week. I'm sure, Dan, you've used things like Google Drive or Dropbox and have shared your files with others, collaborated on documents in Google Drive, things of that nature. But then I know I've done it where I forget. I forget I've shared a file. I've got so mm -hmm. many files, and because you can share at the individual file level, you may have 100 files you're sharing with 100 different people. Yeah. But there's no one way to look and see all of your files you're sharing and who you're sharing them with. You'd have to individually look at each file and see what permissions you set, whether it's a publicly accessible link or you shared it with another Google user. There's no one place to do that on Google Drive. Well, some really neat uh, programmers fellow uh, went ahead and reached into that Google uh login service and all you do is give them access to your Google Drive and they scan your entire Google Drive to tell you who has access to what folders and files and you don't even realize it so I had them scan my Google Drive and there were over a hundred different people I'm not kidding who had access to different files in my Google Drive now they were files we were working on collaboratively so it wasn't the end of the world but you don't really realize it until you look and have them all on a single page. The other thing I didn't realize was um, files I had publicly accessible links or oh, files yeah. I just had publicly available. Mm -hmm. um, now, this just launched this week. They're saying in another week or two, they're going to roll out the feature to one-click revoke access from their site, which you can't do yet. Mm -hmm. But that I'm looking forward to because then I can just revoke everyone's access. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of a cool idea. If you're just curious, if you've got a lot of stuff being shared or... A fun thing to look at, it's called Who Has Access, and you can get it at whohasaccess.com. Cool, That's very cool. I don't so, really see, I, I don't know. I'm running it. We'll see what I think. Maybe I'll, I'll be affected, but. Yeah, I will warn you, they got a little slammed from the coverage, and it took took like 10 minutes for them to get through my Google Drive. Um, yeah. But they're scanning each file, so, you know, it takes time. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. Cool. All right, uh, Continuum, Dan, the, the Continuum. television series. I have yeah, to remember, so... I've heard of this. I have to remember okay. which one it is. So, Continuum, it's on Netflix. I finished Parks and Rec like a month ago now. And as per usual, I fell into a deep depression, like when I finish any good TV show, even if it is just a sitcom. <laughs> and my friend said, Dan, you should watch Continuum. I think you'll enjoy it. So I watched the first two episodes, and I texted her, and I said, this was terrible. This is just so corny. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 you have to like get to the third episode, and then it gets good. So I watched the third episode, and then before I knew it, I was watching the season finale of season one. It got really good. I texted her, and I was well, this is just funny, but I texted her, and I was like, Sarah, what did you think of the last the last episode that was crazy and she goes oh i haven't gotten past episode three <laughs> uh, but she was right i did enjoy it and it does get good after episode three if so basically it, it's a time travel uh kind of a cross between like inception and uh like csi or bones i would say a cross between inception and bones a very cerebral time travel-y uh whodunit flick show so if you're into any of those things, or think, or the, or if that concept sounds interesting to you, definitely check out Continuum, C O N T I N U U M. Uh, it's a good time. It, the beginning is corny, but you gotta get past it. It's definitely available on Netflix. And what else? 
Tell me, can I stream it? Where else is it available? Only on Netflix, so there you go. And they also just released the new season, season three, I think, or four. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've still got a good amount ahead of me. Yeah, you know, it, what's really interesting to me is there's kind of been, and I this is a little off topic for our show, but there's been this kind of odd push of Canadian sci-fi. Really? It is Canadian. That's, I forgot to bring that up. It is. I don't know if you've ever seen Lost Girl, which has been on sci-fi for a few years. Uh, Bitten, which is new. That's a werewolf show on Lost sci-fi. Girl. No, not heard of any of these. Helix. Uh, let Helix. Me see. Heard of that. Um, I know there are a bunch of others I'm not thinking of. Was that Canadian? The Dresden Files, I think, was Canadian. I watched the first episode of Helix because it was by the same people who did Battlestar Galactica. I thought it was. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. What other shows were Canadian? This is going to bug me. Anyway, uh, the last couple of years, there have been a, uh, a big thing of importing Canadian sci-fi. Um... Huh. Into the United States. Who knew? Yeah, go figure. Um, and this is another another really cool example of that. Um, so I'm happy about that. I thought I thought we could only get good sci-fi from Britain, but I guess we could also get it from Canada. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where we can't get it from, and that's the U.S. Although I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. so I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, how was it? I saw. I think I I, I saw you, that on some social media thing. You, I think, favorited it on Twitter or retweeted yep. it. How was that? Um. Oh, <laughs> Orphan Black is also Canadian. I thought that was British. Oh. But Orphan Black is supposed to be very good as well. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, how was it? It was. It was really good. I was. I told myself there were three movies I wanted to see. I had to see in theaters this summer: Captain America Two, The New X Men, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I saw all three. All Honestly, superhero movies. That's true, but they were the biggest movies of the summer. To yep, be fair, sure. yeah. Um, Chris Pratt was lived up to the hype. Excellent. You know who was really, I think, underrated was uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. I thought he was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a little irritated because the plot was enormously predictable. That sort of unlikely heroes get together, face adversity, the all is lost moment where they're all kind of dead, and then but they come back to beat the villain in the end. Mm-hmm. It's predictable, but it was shot beautifully. The action sequences were excellent. The soundtrack was excellent. Um, it was just a fun movie. I think I laughed more at this than I did at any Marvel movie ever. So I would definitely recommend uh, people seeing it. I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. It, I, it was good. I really want to see it. Hopefully I, I'll I think, have time. I think we needed a fun Marvel movie. Yeah. I really... I mean, and it, believe me, the action was excellent. And it was really dramatic and, and all of that. But I think after seeing Captain America 2, which was really heavy and kind of dramatic, it was nice to get the kind of contrast. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm certain it was much better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so... Yeah. 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 <sighs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. just I watched. I remember seeing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the old early '90s or late '80s one. Uh, uh, the movie so the, with them in the costumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Live action costumes with yeah. Vanilla Ice. I I don't remember any details except the costumes and Shredder. he did the theme song. If you have a second, go after the show. Go on YouTube and look up the theme song to the original movie sung by Vanilla Ice. It's okay. horrific. It's such a it's such a uh, an emblem of the time. Um, well, Dan. Hey, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles twenty fourteen has a twenty percent in Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't question that at all. <laughs> Michael Bay, Megan Fox, a beloved oh, is that a Michael Bay franchise. movie. Yeah, it's a Michael Bay movie. Oh, that's all you needed to tell me. Jeez. But but that's what but that's what people said. They're like the action sequences are balls crazy, but the plot is awful and the acting is terrible. So basically every Michael Bay movie. Yep. Go figure. Um, well, Dan, I think we've successfully proven we don't need Colby. Um, and frankly, we can save a lot of money on our budget if we just cut off his contract uh, and get rid of him. So we'll have to see about that for next week. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sorry, I got my uh, who has access report. Oh, good. Hopefully not too many people. The NSA, does that come up? I have no idea what any of these things are publicly available even are. 
Ooh, that's suspicious. I'm going to have to Google what's in Dan's Google Drive. Uh, well, wonderful. Well, well, Dan is distracted looking at us who has access. I'm going to thank all of you out there for joining us here tonight on the show. We do it every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific with myself, Dan, and sometimes Colby. Um, Dan, you're going to be taking a couple weeks off. Is that correct? That's correct. Off to the, uh, the British Isles. The British Isles. Well, be sure to represent Don't Panic Abroad. I will. I will. I'll uh, say do- hello to all of our Scottish listeners. Yeah, check out all the the haggis based technology that they're working with, <laughs> and uh, you can tell how Do little I know of their culture. Some good scotch going on. There you go. That sounds better. Let's be honest. Uh, our show, Don't Panic. is the website. Be sure to subscribe to us on RSS, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, YouTube, all the cool sites, and of course on Facebook and Twitter. Don't Panic shows the username. Uh, follow us there. You'll get updates on the show and. You never know what guests may show up in the coming weeks, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. It's going to be fun. Uh, On behalf of Dan, I thank everyone for joining us, and we'll see you next week on a new episode of Don't Panic.